I think people that are new in the industry tend to question themselves too much. And I think when we overly question ourselves, it kind of digs into our creative vibes and we're not as creative when we're not sure of ourselves. Today, we're talking about how to create multiple streams of revenue for your interior design business with the one and only Shayla Copas. Have you hit a wall when it comes to growing your interior design business? Then welcome to Wingnut Social, the podcast specifically designed to accelerate your business through increased social media presence, impactful online content, and translating industry experience into physical success. This is your design business tightly fastened. Now welcome the hosts of Wingnut Social, Darla Powell and Natalie Graff. Our thanks to podcast sponsor Article. With Article, your items travel fast. Article's in-stock items ship in two weeks or less, and over 80% of their catalog is ready to ship. Go check them out at wingnut.article.com. Hey there, welcome to the Wingnut Social Podcast. I'm your host, the Grand High Poobah of all things Wingnut, Darla Jethro Powell. And I'm joined by Chesty Chesterfield, the soulless ginger, Natalie Ann Graff. Hi, Darla. I really am enjoying all these names today. You you come up with all kinds of names, pre-podcast, after-podcast. I You just, you know. I do enjoy it. This is my creative side. And I, they make me giggle. And that's really all that matters. I know. You're walking down the hall this morning and you start laughing. I'm like, what the heck is she laughing at? And she's like, can I call you this today? And then she just keeps laughing and walks away. It's, what was it's the last one? Interesting. Busty McGillicuddy. That Busty was... McGillicuddy. Yeah. That's my favorite The so strangest far. things happen in our household. Chesty Chesterfield's pretty good, though, too. It is. You know, we have an African gray. And let me tell you, he has gotten really, really good at impersonating you. I was uh, in the other room, in the powder room, and all of a sudden I hear, hon. I'm like, yeah, what? And then I realized, wait, Darla's not in the house. (laughs) How did that turn into talking about our parrot? Because you walk down the hallway and just all of a sudden start laughing. (laughs) So I figured... The bird, Darla. Yeah, they have a lot in common. They pretty much talk to themselves. And uh, yeah, I'm just saying. You know what? If I didn't know me and I didn't know you, I would think that that would be a little frightening, just someone walking down the hall laughing to themselves. <laughs> but I think it's part of my charm. Yeah, you can you can, you can can say that. Keep telling yourself that, Darla. Natalie, we just opened up registration for our very first Wingnut Social webinar. I know, I know. Who's going to tune in? I'm going to be drinking that day because I don't have to participate. You have to make sure the lighting's there and that I'm fully stocked with whiskey, with scotch. Scotch, scotch, scotch. Scotch, scotch, scotch. I love scotch. That could backfire on you. Why? Well, you don't want to get too sauced. You actually have to, you know, know what you're talking about and pay attention. (laughs) What difference will it make? (laughs) Well... I'm just kidding. I feel sorry for our I'm, listeners that really have no idea who the heck this crazy wingnut is. I'm actually going to be joined by our amazing director of social media, Shana Heinrichsey, and that webinar will take place on June 25th of 2020. And we're going to be talking all about how to become a social media influencer, especially in this day and age with who the heck knows what's going to happen tomorrow. Everything yeah. is the new normal, the old normal, the COVID, you name it. Are you going to wear a mask on your webinar? I probably should. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to scare anyone off. But you can go to wingnutsocial.com com slash podcast. Check out this and the last couple of episodes there and get all the deets on the webinar and sign right up. RSVP for that bad boy. And I look forward to seeing you there. Natalie, let's talk about our guest today. Oh, I like to talk about this guest. She's uh, when I met her mm-hmm. in real life in at High Point life, Market. In High Point. She's actually she's fabulous. She's amazing. Down to earth, smart, funny, 
all those good things. You know, that's, that's kind of funny because I hadn't met her before in person and she's a little intimidating, right? Because she's tall, she's slim, she's beautiful. But when you meet her, she's very approachable. She, she's super likable and down to earth. She was great. She, we actually did a panel at uh, Creative Touch Rugs with her and Sandra Funk of House of Funk. And I think that went really well. She kept up with all my wingnut questions, even when I asked them what kind of tree they would be. I had a total wingnut uh, deer in the headlights menopausal moment, and I couldn't remember my train of thought. So I just broke out with, hey, if you were true, what kind of tree would you be? It worked. Some people got it. It worked. (laughs) (laughs) That one fan in the audience. Yes. Laughed. The one. All right. For those of you who are unaware of who Shayla Copas is, let me get anybody unaware. I don't think so. But let me get y'all acquainted right here. Shayla Copas is a national award winning designer, speaker, author, brand ambassador and philanthropist. Shayla's design has what she calls a southern glam appeal with glitz, glamour, pattern and color as her trademarks. Shayla's work has been featured in print regionally and nationally. Her first book, The Four Seasons of Entertaining was just released, and in the fall of 2017, she filmed a show called Southern Glam, which showcases her glitz and glam style with the Design Network. She also appears regularly on Good Afternoon Arkansas, where she shares entertaining design and lifestyle advice. She can be seen at industry events, as well as various markets and conferences, making trend forecasts, speaking on panel discussions, and participating in Instagram takeovers. Wingnuts! Help me in welcoming Shayla Copas to the Wingnut Social Podcast. Hey there, Shayla Copas. Welcome to the Wingnut Social Podcast. How the hell are you? I'm doing great. How are you? We are doing fantabulous. I was telling the Wingnuts listening about how we met in real life at High Point Market, and you are on a panel that I moderated with Sandra Funk, and just how amazing and lovely and down-to-earth and approachable you are. So we said, let's have this gorgeous young lady on our podcast to tell us about creating multiple streams of revenue for our interior design business. So are you game? I'm game and ready. I think she's done a pretty good job at it. I mean, I'm just I, I think she may have done this before. Probably. She yeah, might yeah. be a professional at this. I think so. It could be. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Shayla, you have an interior design firm, Shayla Copas Interiors, right? And I'm sure there's no one listening who doesn't know who you are. But let's tell them a little bit about um, you and your design firm and if your business has changed at all with the COVID, how you're adjusting just really quick. And then we'll dive into to how you've broadened your reach with your multiple uh, streams of income. Okay. So I'm from Little Rock, Arkansas, but originally from Washington state, I moved here over 20 years ago. I say over because it's so many years that it would date me if I have to count back, but <laughs> 20 plus years ago, I moved here. And at the time I had a silk plant business. That was the first business that I got into. It was before there was a Hobby Lobby on every street corner. <laughs> so I was one of the first into that. And someday over drinks, we'll, we'll talk about that. And I'll, I'll give you more of the scoop on it. Um, that would be a whole podcast, Darla. I would love to get into the, the they say here in Miami, the, the chisma, the, the juice, the, the details about the silk plant industry. I'm sure it's seedy. I'm going to schedule that drink because this sounds fascinating. <laughs> I'm going to send you a Calendly invite. <laughs> so how, how is your interior design company faring during this whole situation here? Have you guys had to pivot? Or are you just uh, kind of laying on the DL right now until things go back to a relative normal? What are you guys doing over there? Well, fortunately, and we're very blessed, we've had more work come in 
during COVID. So our operations have stayed quite busy. And we, again, we feel very fortunate for that because we know that's not the case throughout the industry right now. Right. And this is also a really good time to have, you know, more eggs and more baskets, right? To not just depend on that face-to-face interior design business model strictly because you have a lot of other stuff going on. And that's what we're going to talk about today. So of your many businesses, I guess the the interior design business, business, the event planning, brand ambassador, book writing, public speaking, I mean, a, a lot of that still can kind of shine through and still make you some revenue. I guess if I had to guess, I have my own ideas, but which was impacted the most by this pandemic going on right now? Well, we've been moving forward in all areas of design and marketing and writing. I'm still writing chapters of the book. I would say that from a positive standpoint, my design business has been impacted because we've had more projects come in. Their clients are looking at their houses all day long and they're saying, you know what? I want a new pillow or I want a new chair or I think I'm going to buy a new house. That's the ones we want. Yeah. But again, I feel, I kind of feel guilty for that because I know it's not that way throughout the industry. And um, I'm, I'm, feel fortunate that we kept our team as well. So when this all went down, I decided I was going to keep my team even if we didn't have new projects coming in and we'd start finishing up older projects that we had some loose ends on, some that were already gone through the intake process and ordering and we were, you know, kind of at the finish line. And then we were starting some little small projects that we couldn't get to before. But then the larger projects started coming back in again. And I felt at the time I was very fortunate to have kept the team going. But when COVID started, I felt like I needed to really look deep inside myself and decide if keeping the team was the right stance for me. And I really felt like it was because I'd made a commitment to those people pre-COVID and I knew that we could get through it no matter what, even if those projects didn't come in, I'd figure out something to do so that they would still have an income. That's remarkable because a lot of high-end interior designers, medium interior designers, even low-end interior designers have just totally cut their staff. They had like that big, oh, we're just going to furlough you for now. You can come back when it's all over, but bada bing, bada boom. So props out to you. That That's amazing. And I'm sure, you know, we're getting to the subject, the meat of the podcast, having that, that broad thing of uh, revenue coming in did not hurt. Shayla, we know that you said your first business was uh, silk plants and that we're going to make a date and talk about that over drinks. CD business that. Yeah, might have been a CD business. We don't know because I heard something about street corners and selling plants and all of that. But, you know, that was (laughs) in in the green room there, but we won't get there. Now you have your interior design company. How long did it take before you decided, you know, I'm going to do event planning. Let's talk about event planning. So I had started my design business while in tandem with the silk plant business back in the 90s. I would say it was in the like 2006, 2007 timeframe that I decided I would start designing events. And it was because I had been involved in events for so long in philanthropy and, you know, really understood the ins and outs of event planning and event design. Also, Scott's mom loved events, events in particular, but she couldn't attend events anymore because of a stroke. So it was something that she kind of lived through me 
And I would, you know, go to the events, plan the events, and then come back and talk to her and, and really paint a picture in her mind or show her photographs of what I, I had done. And I think that light in her eyes and how excited she got really propelled me forward. And your interior design firm, you started that in the 90s and waited till the early 2000s to start the event planning? Yes, because I, I started design in the 90s as well, along with the silk plants. So I had so much going on that I really wasn't at that point. And plus, it didn't organically start happening for me. Almost everything in my life has been organic. And it's kind of like I always have these aha moments. And the aha moment didn't come until uh, sometime in the 2000s. I think it was around 2006 or seven. How much did you have to expand your staff? I yeah. mean, that, that, that's just like, that's mind boggling. <laughs> we have a whole big successful interior design firm and then, oh, let's do events too. Uh, did you have to expand it all? I did not. So it's my firm, just the people who work for me that help um, with that. And then we bring in extra help during the actual events, you know, and they're all contract. You know what I was thinking when how you might answer this, and this isn't how it happened, but we've had this opportunity as well, is clients, when we do full renovations, they want to have housewarming parties or they want to have parties at the very end. And we've had a couple of clients say, do you guys do that? Can you handle that? Can you manage that? And we've referred them out to event planners. But I was thinking, is that something that we should be able to do? Are we leaving money on the table for that? So I think that if we were to branch out into something like that, that would be the organic segue for us. For sure. Had, had you had clients asking you for that as well, or was it just in the way you described? Yes, we have worked for clients in that arena. And I think that besides you know, working in philanthropy, that was another aha moment of we would be leaving money on the table if we didn't take those opportunities that were just coming to us. I love the idea of including that in an interior design proposal or package or an, as an option. I just see work, uh, more work for More work, myself. yeah. So that's what I'm thinking, too. At what point? Wait a minute, Shayla. I'm not sure I like how this interview, how it's going. I'm, I see uh, work piling up for me here. So I like Natalie's question so much because I'm wondering at what point do you you know, do you get too thin? You, I'm sure you must delegate a lot of this at this point to, at your level to where you're at. So, okay, so we have the, the silk plants, which I... You don't have a hand in anymore. You didn't at this time, right? That I don't have a hand in anymore. The silk plants were really hot in the early 90s and, and late 80s. And that's before Hobby Lobby really went into business. And so <laughs> they were so expensive. Ew. Yes. You would- I can't tell you how many I've pulled out of projects. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> silk plants. I know. I remember the 90s, man. The, the silk, all the silk plants everywhere. We had one client that had one in every My room. mom had some in the bathroom. I digress. And a little, little, like. <laughs> Natalie and Giraffe. Yes, Darla. You know, as the money girl, for you, the bottom line is so important. And did you know that with Article, interior designers, architects, and other businesses have access to exclusive pricing and tax-exempt purchasing on their entire furniture catalog, plus specialized service by joining Article's trade program? I absolutely knew that, and they have great support. Technical support if you're having issues with the website, invoicing support, product support, it doesn't matter, they just got support. They sound well supported. They are. They are amazing. (laughs) And I tell you what, if you want to get in on everything Article has to offer, make sure you become an Article trade member today. And to register, go to wingnut.article.com. That's wingnut.article.com. You can thank us later. 
So we have this successful high-end interior design company. Now you're doing successful events, which are not just, you know, kids' birthday parties with a clown in them. They're really, you know, nice high-end events. And then you're like, you know what? While we're at it, why don't I do some public speaking and write a book? <laughs> what else do I have going on? So tell me at what point in the uh, in the lineup there, in that, in that whole uh, structure of time, did you decide to do that? And in what order did they come? Okay, well, again, that was very organic. So it was interesting. I was coming back from market a couple years back. I think it was four to six years ago. And a lady called me out of the blue and asked me if I wanted to be featured in her book. She was writing a book on interior design for Christmas and holiday design, and she was featuring 20 designers around the nation. And I remember saying to myself, how much does she want? Is this like, you know, one of those scams? (laughs) Right. (laughs) That would be my first thought. Yeah, exactly. So I asked her, I said, well, what are you asking for? And she said, I'm not asking for anything. I just want to feature you. I found you online. And that was really one of those aha moments. And I went, huh, this is something. And I'd always thought about having my own book eventually or being published in a national book, but I had not progressed towards it as quickly as I had hoped I would. And so I said, yes, and we moved forward and there's no cost to that. She was just trying to be sweet and she liked my work. Well, when they published the book, they put me on the cover. So we got the book and I was on the cover and it was really one of those just cool moments. And there's always those good cry moments in life. Yeah. And it was one of those good cry moments. And I called her and I thanked her and she flew to Arkansas for a book signing. And during that time, we really bonded. Well, After that, we created a friendship. And one day she reached out to me and said, you know, I really think you need to have your own book. And I said, you know, Pat, I've always wanted to. It's just that I haven't really ventured down that path yet because, you know, the, the design business was doing so well. I was doing the event design as well. And she said, well, let me introduce you to our publisher, So she reached out and we had a a nice little chat with the publisher and one of his editors. And we started looking over my work. And at first it was supposed to be about my event design or about my um, interior design. And they said, you know, Shayla, those books are a dime a dozen. There are a ton of books about interior design and a ton of books about event planning and design, but what we want is something special. So why don't you think about this and then come back to us and put something else out on the table? No pun intended. (laughs) And so I thought about it and it took me a couple weeks and I wrote an email out to them with the plan of putting together a book that featured my event design and they wanted new events. They didn't want anything I had already produced which is really a lot harder because, you know, especially in the timeframes that they want you to write a book because they wanted it produced within a year's timeframe. Wow, that's a lot of events. It's a lot. And so they wanted 16 chapters. So that would mean 16 events that I had to produce in a year's time. That's a lot. How many do you normally produce in a year? Well, we normally produce more than that, but not that amount for... Photography and everything. Right. When you're producing something for photography and for a book, <laughs> it's of a, it's, it's just different. 
It's a different animal. Yeah, it really is. And so anyway, I sent them kind of my recap on my thoughts. And I said, I think we need to add in recipes. And we need to feature some chefs as well as I can feature some of my recipes. But I would like some Southern chefs featured in the book. They loved it. So that's where it was all born from. And that's the four seasons of entertaining, right? Yes. And now we're working on another one. Now we haven't nailed everything down yet, but I've already shot two chapters. You know, I thought, well, I'll get ahead of this. <laughs> Can you give us a hint about what it's about or is it on it's in the lockdown same right content, now? but just different things we've not explored in the first when I grow up, I want to be like you and have a book available at Target. And that's just like the height of, of success to me. <laughs> okay, so we have the book. We have the event planning. We have the successful interior design company. We also have licensing. Yeah, I kind of wanted to skip licensing for just a second. I want to talk about brand ambassador. Okay. I, I'm just saying because it's on my mind. They kind of go hand in hand, right? Well, kind of. But, yeah. but which came first, the brand ambassador or the licensing? Good question. The brand ambassadorships came first. Uh-huh, I win. Then now did that the being a brand ambassador for vendors or different companies open up to the licensing opportunity? Was that always the plan or was that another just happy organic? Being a brand ambassador definitely did open that door. And I would suggest that for anyone wanting to have their own licensing that they get involved with brands on the level of a brand ambassadorship, but I was not a brand ambassador for the company that I have a furniture line coming out with, but I was for the company that I have a fabric line coming out with. Okay. So say you're you're a newbie designer and you want to put your little irons in the fire and become a brand ambassador for a company. How the hell does someone start doing that? Well, mine were, again, was very organic. They contacted me. Both of them contacted me. Right. right. And why wouldn't they? Of course they did. But I will tell you that beforehand, we were looking into those type of relationships. And we were tossing around different ideas and had been talking to a few brands. So those type of conversations had begun. I think it's really, if you're going to decide you're going to get into something like that, You need to decide who you align with from a brand perspective and then decide who you you align with from a character type perspective and from a personality perspective because each brand has its own character and personality. It's not just about what they come up with from designs. It's from the people that are inside of the companies. And so I can honestly say that with the two companies that I have product lines coming out with, those people that are within those companies are people that I feel I align with as a human being. And I think that's the most important thing because when you do that, then you all create magic together and it's a, it's a happy place. Absolutely. And I think that's so important because if you just take an offer from anybody because you're just thrilled and excited that someone wants to collaborate with you or offer you this, don't. Really do make sure that it speaks to your heart, that it represents you and your brand. That might be scary. That might mean saying no to a few things that you might think are opportunities if they really don't align, but you'll be rewarded in the end. So you're saying that organically and they came to you. So that's, listen, you've been doing this for a while. You're you're a high-end, well-known interior designer. But what do you think contributed to that? That visibility the most so far in these questions that I've asked you from these little pillars that contributed to them approaching you to become a, an ambassador for the brand? I think my social media and the book 
a book is a great marketing tool because you're really able to put your design brand out on a different level with a book. It also shows the companies that you have a great level of commitment and commitment's very important when you're going to design for a brand. It's not easy to do it. It's something you have to put a lot of time into. Okay, so Shayla, you've been incredibly humble and you're like, you know, this all happened organically and, you know, this, and we appreciate that. And we know that you're, like I said, you're very down to earth and incredibly gracious and humble. But I have to ask you, I mean, all this stuff can't just happen. I mean, it can just happen. But to what do you owe all these different opportunities and these organic things? There had to have been, like at the beginning, like some scheme or master plan besides the seedy underbelly of the silk plant business. I mean, this had to have been a goal of yours, was it? Or am I just putting words in your mouth? I write down my goals each year. I've always done that. I've always kind of looked forward onto where I want to be at the end of the year or in five years or 10 years. And so all of these things at one point in time, or most of them, actually, I shouldn't say all because there are some things that just actually came up organically that I had never thought of in my sure. life. But most of what I have done, I have written down at some point that I may want to do, but I didn't sit and strategize on them to happen in the way that they happened. I think that when you write something down, it just puts something out into the universe. And when you pray, God is good and He answers prayers. And sometimes it's not the way that we think it's going to happen. Sometimes... Those things are answered in a different way, but we need to have our ears open and our eyes open to see those opportunities. Thank you. You answered that perfectly. That's what I was going for without being (laughs) woo-woo. I really did, because I was going to ask you you about manifesting it and writing with intention, right? So you did do this with intention. And I tell you, I can relate because three years ago when I started my interior design firm, that was the plan. But Wingnut Social just kind of happened organically. And that was an answer that you don't exactly expect, right? That it, but it just happened and it's what we needed at the time and I absolutely love it. I have one more question, yes, Shayla, ma'am. because everybody looks up to you, aspires to be like you, to follow in your footsteps. So if, if you had <laughs> one piece of advice that you could give to a newbie designer starting out on their own, what would that be? One piece of advice that I could give to a new designer would be to trust your gut. I think people that are new in the industry tend to question themselves too much. And I think when we overly question ourselves, it kind of digs into our creative vibes and we're not as creative when we're not sure of ourselves. And I'm not saying being overly sure and having a big ego. It's just about trusting who you are inside and your creativity. And then it's okay to ask questions. You know, sometimes People think that if they ask questions and they learn more, then that makes them less than, and it doesn't. Shayla Copas, you're a beautiful human being inside and out, and now I have to ask you if you're ready for the What Up Wingnut round. Sure, I'm ready, Darla. Now it's time for What Up Wingnut. Wingnut. If you were a tree, what kind of tree would you be and why? If I were a tree... I would be a maple, a Japanese maple tree. I love Japanese maples because of of the colors that they turn in the different seasons. So gorgeous. I'm dying to go to Japan. I would love to go. 
what would the hashtag on your tombstone be? <laughs> Moving on up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Jeffersons. I love it. I love it. I love it. If you were a golden girl, which golden girl would you be? Sophia. Nice. Look at not even a hesitation. No hesitation. I love it. This woman knows who she is. And last but not least, please recommend a book that has had a profound effect on you either personally or professionally. The book is called The Blessing and it's by Gary Smalley. And the book is about, so I was abused as a child. And when you're abused as a child, as you become an adult, it really creates this insecurity about how you evolve into adulthood and understanding who you really are and becoming strong as an adult. And when I was a younger adult, that was very, very hard for me because of how I grew up. And I read this book in my mid-30s, and it was life-changing for me. And that was The Blessing by Gary Small. I'm definitely going to have to check out that book. It's a great Uh, book. It just talks about how much of a blessing that all of us are in so many different ways and understanding the blessing that you are and not putting too much credence into how other people address you to find the blessing that you are. Thank you for that recommendation. I I love it. I'm putting it in my audible queue right now. If you could please tell the wingnuts listening where they can go to look up you and your awesome sauceness. (laughs) They can go to shaylacopas.com or on Instagram at shaylacopas. All right. That sounds great. Natalie and I bid you adieu. Thank you so much for becoming a fabulous guest on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Darla Jethro Powell. Yes, Natalie and Giraffe. Oh, wait, no. Yes, Chesty Chesterfield. Uh, wait, I thought that was another one. Oh, no, that was Busty. I don't know. You know, you give me so many names, I don't even know anymore. Mm-hmm. That was a pretty amazing, amazing interview here. We go from silk plants to interior design <laughs> firm seedy to un- silk plant an ambassador to, I-, I can't even remember it with so many. And you just have to give props to Shayla for just blowing it out of the water. She has done it all. But you know, at the end, I did want to wrap that up. I wanted to establish, listen, you have accomplished all of these things. And she really, she will not be the first person to toot her own horn, right? She's organically and this happened and she's been so grateful. And that is true. But at the end there, I did want to say she did have some hand in at least letting go or, you know, putting it down and, and creating that, even if it's just writing down her goals and envisioning that. And I know some of our listeners will do that, like do vision boards. You and I have a vision board. I actually talked you into making a vision board, which yes, she did. I was floored by. Mine has a little tiny horse in it. I know. I've seen <laughs> your vision board, Darla. <laughs> I want a tiny horse. I also I also have six-pack abs in them, but... Uh, um, good luck. Yeah. I don't really see that manifesting it just, has, just it yet. It hasn't happened yet. But I haven't gotten my Peloton bike yet. So oh, this is true. That could, could help ch- that. that. could change everything. It could, yes. So you know what I found very interesting about Shayla's interview, and I wasn't expecting it, was when she said that she didn't get the licensing deals until the book came out. So it's kind of all a game of dominoes. She does exactly what she said. She was a brand ambassador. First, ah, book came out. But when the book came out, that's when she got the licensing deals. Don't you shake your head at me, little ginger missy. I'm just saying. <laughs> I do listen sometimes. Ah, occasionally. So, so it, it kind of is a synergistic whole, a game of dominoes. You know, you set one down, so you have to put all those things in there. So when opportunities did arise, she didn't shrink back. 
So I loved her transparency there at the end, even with her book recommendation, The Blessing, which I will definitely check out. And, you know, a lot of women that have been through situations like that tend to play small or tend not to take advantage of the blessings that they're receiving or, or that they're manifesting. And no, not her. She's doing it and she's doing it in a huge way. A big inspiration. I'm serious when I say someday when I grow up, I wouldn't mind being Shayla Copas. But, you know, Darla Powell. Ah, you know. We'll, we'll just let that one go. But I, I really kind of what hit home for me a little bit is Shayla seems to me was a little bit ahead of the game. Um, I know we've been talking a lot about in the whole pandemic and the COVID-19 that now if you're not doing it, now is the time to mix your personal life with your business life and sharing some of your personal experiences on social media within your stories or whatever. And I got to see her and her husband go on a whole safari and I looked forward to it every day because, I mean, I got to see the animals and she gave everybody the proper props that they needed, you know, tag the right people and really did such a great job. You kind of felt like you were on the safari with them and she was giving you a peek into uh, her personal life and her personality and what it was all about. So I'd like to give her a little bit of props of being ahead of of the thinking behind the whole COVID-19 uh, and pandemic of sharing your, your personal with business. I have to tell you, as an influencer, that's the greatest compliment. You really want people to be tuning in every day and seeing what you're posting and, and making them feel part of something bigger. And she did a very, very, very good job of that. I was disappointed if I would miss it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I was unaware of, th- of that, Natalie. That is very yeah, insightful. I watched That's it. It was pretty cool because I got compliment. to see all the animals. <laughs> well, Shayla Copas is a class act. You guys need to go check her out. Check out her amazing book, The Four Seasons of Entertaining. And be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcast or whatever the hell you're listening to this podcast on. If you like what you hear, that is. If you don't, keep walking. <laughs> Be sure to follow us on social at Wingnut Social. And if your interior design firm needs any social media marketing. Hey, you know where to find us. Send us an email, info at wingnutsocial.com, or you can give us a ring at 877-WINGNUT. And don't forget to hop on over to wingnutsocial.com slash podcast. Check out the show notes. You can get all the references we talked about in this episode and also the link to RSVP for our webinar. That's me and our director of social media, Shana Heinrich. She's going to tell you all about being a social media influencer. And that's it for today, Nat. You got anything else? Nope. So long. See ya. Thanks for joining us today. Be sure to tune in next week for more business and marketing info and insightful interviews with industry experts and design superstars. Can't wait? Then head on over to wingnutsocial.com for more great content to help you get your business to the next level. Ready? What should my topic be? How your I... topic should be how to focus on your task at hand when you're recording a podcast and to do other things later. To... You told me to do it and tag you to go ahead. No. Yeah, you did. I did? Yeah, you said go ahead. Well, it's recorded, so if you're oh, right. Okay. I'm right. Why is that song? That's one of the go-to head songs in my... It's hard to be crazy and function. <laughs> In the real world. Karina, stop hitting the sauce. Today we're talking how to... <laughs> Darla, stop Darla, hitting the sauce. Hitting the sauce. <laughs> <laughs> when I'm podcasting, I prefer the fine drink of Glenlivet 12. It is a single malt scotch, and it goes straight to my belly. Okay, so if you went from selling silk plants...
Yeah, Tin and Cherry Design. Tin and Cherry Design Company. At you what? didn't let her finish the first question. Is why you don't know this? Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, that's okay. Go it, ahead. it was okay. It rolled. It flowed. I didn't stop you. Okay. But you, now you stopped me. Well, now I did because I've got to point it out. You've got to reword that question. See why we have good editors? <laughs> um, okay. So what you you ask it then. Okay. You had any one piece of a design or bleh, let me spit that out. <laughs> Editing. Editing. Good boy, Mango.